listening to Ecovillian Nusantara, an independent podcast made just for you who has deep passion and aspiration to seek for actions and solutions for our environment. Together, let's buckle up and learn what it takes to build a sustainable and regenerative future with one inspiring story at a time. One important thing that I've learned many times throughout my education and career is that no matter what you're doing or pursuing in life, you have to know and start with your why. So today, I want to share with you my why, which is my own personal story that drives my passion, action, and dedication towards sustainability. The word sustainability to me means creating a way of life where we humans can live and survive in harmony side by side with nature, with every child of every species in the present without compromising the future of the next generation to come. But sustainability doesn't stop there. What if in addition to maintaining the environment, we can improve or regenerate the environment to provide the next generation with a way better future? What if we can make the world better for our children? There's one story that I think is the perfect illustration. So once there was a man hiking through the woods, but then a storm came and he realized he was lost. He kept going and when the storm passed through, he found a small cottage owned by a local man. The kind man let him stay for the night, and before leaving the cottage, the owner said to him, There are some woods that you can use for the fireplace to warm yourself. The lost man thanked him, but the owner replied, Don't thank me. Thank the lost man who stayed here before you. He was the one who gathered the wood pile. So when the man woke up the next day to a beautiful sunny morning, he cleaned the cottage and gathered a fresh pile of woods. When he was about to leave the owner, when he was about to leave the cottage, the owner came and said, "Did you not use the woods last night for the fireplace?" "I did," said the man, "but I gathered a new pile for the next man. He might need it." So, imagine if every one of us thinks and acts this way, how wonderful the world could be. That is the long definition and vision of sustainability to me. Though there are a lot of subtopics to choose from to start our journey, mine started with plastic. Classic, I think. I think I chose plastic because it is so relevant to our daily lives, because it is everywhere and in everything. To be honest, I knew plastic is harmful for practically everything and everyone since a long time ago, but no one really cares to look deeper into this issue. I feel like most of us think that as long as we throw all our waste in a trash, we should be fine. But in organic ways such as plastic, glass, metal, and paper, 
have to be separated from organic or biological waste in order to be recycled and composted. And in many developing countries, separating different types of waste is still a struggle to do, and thus a landfill is their only final destination. So I started to limit plastic usage. I started to recycle and compost and adopt zero-waste behaviors since 2018, when I was a junior or fifth semester college student at the University of Minnesota. I did it because it was and is the right thing to do. So I started using reusable grocery bags. Sometimes I even bring my small luggage to the grocery store instead of reusable bags. I admit that it is a pretty strange sight for some people to see me dragging my luggage at the grocery store um, and not at the airport. But later on, I saw two of my friends at the grocery store dragging their own luggages. Although I was pretty committed about my individual zero waste habits, for me, it was just about doing the right thing at that moment. But in December 2019, I went back to Indonesia to spend my winter break with my family. I flew from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Chicago, Japan, and then Jakarta. So one thing that you need to know about my family is that we have this unspoken tradition once a year um, to travel to places we've never been during the holidays. And in 2019, my mom chose Maldives, a paradise country made of islands just off the shore of Sri Lanka. So Maldives was the perfect getaway from the cold, cold winter in Minneapolis. The seashore was crystal and clear, the sun was up all day, and every day was a new adventure for us. One day, a pod of over a hundred spinner dolphins was cruising alongside our boat. The next day, I found myself swimming with a, with a whale shark gently gliding underneath me. Everything was so pristine and wild. But then my eyes caught something floating on the surface. And how my heart sank when I discovered that it was a plastic bottle. To tell you the truth, for a second I didn't know what to think or say. It was even hard for me to breathe. To see a plastic bottle in Maldives, a place where I thought was pristine and free from human debris, was a heartbreaking experience. I realized there and then that no one and no place is free from plastic. The next day, another plastic bottle found its way to me when I was swimming with a group of near sharks. It was a one liter plastic bottle. I took it back with me to the boat and when my dad saw me, he said, it's pointless. Today, you picked up one plastic bottle from the ocean. Tomorrow, there will be tons of them thrown back into the sea. As much as I want to fight his pessimistic point of view, he was right. I needed to do something big and significant, but I didn't know how to start or where to look. Everyone 
seems perfectly fine with the mindset that there's nothing we can do. It seems that everyone agrees that this is what we humans do. We litter the streets, we adulterate the ocean, we poison the air that we breathe, we strip away the rich soil where, where we grow our food. We have to do better than this, and I know we can. So the next thing I knew, I was reading books on sustainability and circular economy. I decided to minor in environmental management, and I encouraged myself to start a blog. And now, this podcast. I need to find other people with the same passion, and I believe that there's more ecophilians out there than I can imagine. Before we end today's episode, I have a one-minute blog post that I recently wrote about my wake-up call in Maldives uh, that I want to share with you today. So, here it goes. Wake me up in Maldives. Just off the shore from Sri Lanka, not very far away, that's where the Maldives is. A country? No. A paradise, I should say, made of violence. I still remember. The sun-kissed skin getting tan, footprints on the sand, salty air, tangled hair. The ocean waves, crystal and clear, bright blue as the sky, turns dark as the night. The shore disappears out of sight, off to the world of the sea below. And then there they are, the magnificent mantas, the good-natured nurse sharks, the acrobatic dolphins, <laughs> the gentle whale sharks, the nonchalant sea turtle, and excited human beings. Oh wait, what's that I see floating on the surface? Where? There. Is that? No, it can't be. Not here, not in Maldives. But it is, alas, a plastic bottle. And then another one. And another one. And another one. And another. And another. Until I can't close my eyes anymore, my dream has turned into a nightmare. I am fully awake. Staring into the vast ocean, I wonder, when the whole world turns into a nightmare, how can we ever dream again? And that is a wrap for today's episode. Ecofilient, I am very much looking forward to connecting with you, so reach out to me anytime on my Instagram my blog Inspired by Earth, and email, which are mentioned under the podcast and episode bio. In the meantime, stay true to your health and the environment, and I will catch you later.